0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the science of bracketology, combining the nation's most respected bracket predictors to see if BYU can make the at-large cut.
1: Bronson Kafusi is in studio. We discuss his newfound role on the BYU football field and why he
0: chose not to play hoops this season. Plus, one of our favorite segments, Hashtag This, returns BYU Volleyball nearing number one and the latest BYU standout to earn player of the week. Let's go. And now,
2: live on Sirius XM
0: 143
2: BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan.
0: Hello, Tuesday. February 18th. I'm Spencer Linton, your resident optimist, alongside my brother in broadcasting and BYU Sports Nation realist, Jerem Jordan. Wherever and however you may be listening, glad to have you with us. Show starters, BYU men's volleyball nearing the top of the rankings again. The Cougs number two behind one of the few teams they've lost to this year, number one Loyola. That was very early in the season, Jerem. Bring it on, Loyola. BYU... On top of the conference standings at the halfway point, the Cougs have played nine of thirteen games on the road. I did not know that until you brought that up this morning.
1: Yeah, lost the first two on the road. They're six and one in conference on the road.
0: Halfway point, like you mentioned, so far so good for BYU men's volleyball. BYU fans involved in a hotly contested competition called the Sixth Fan via social media and uh, made it to the Sweet Sixteen. Won ten thousand bucks. They're competing for a hundred thousand bucks. Who gets a hundred thousand bucks?
1: That's a real question. Against I- Western I get- Carolina, right? It's, 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 it's against Western Carolina, yeah. The Pirates. I just want... That's, um, isn't
0: that Eastern Carolina? Isn't that East Carolina? The
1: Eastern Carolina Pirates.
0: <laughs> I just want like 100 bucks of that 100000 That's all I want. That's all? Yeah. All right. We'll see what I can For do. For J-Dogs. I will call some important people, see what I can do. Mm, thanks. The NFL scouting combine, literally right around the corner. BYU has five different players involved in Indianapolis. Later this week. Five guys should be good. Uh, we're
1: excited to see what they can do. Uh, and hashtag rise and grind, you know, to
0: if you're not familiar uh, pump some with the, iron, uh, to run, to do all that stuff. If you're not familiar with the NFL scouting combine, it's it's a series of interviews. Uh, then they literally take you up on, on a stage in front of all these different NFL prospects, or not, not prospects, but scouts. Uh, scouts mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of like, who's, who's the most impressive build? Like you, you, your shirt's off, they, they want to see you physically. I would not fare well in this. like It would be weird. It, it's weird. It's like it's like a meat market. Brian Keel said he
1: f- he felt like uh, like an animal. Yeah, like being. Uh, hey, you go over here and we'll we'll test everything with you, and then you go over here. And every you team get, wants get their own
0: analysis too. It. It's <laughs> like, what the? Seriously, you're like W zero three two. Like what? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Anyway, in an intense process. You you meet with a lot of teams, do a lot of interviews, and then in and the hope is they give you a lot of money later. And then you run some drills. So it's sort of worth it if you pass. Then you get a lot of dollar,
2: dollar bills, y'all.
0: Yep. And who cares about that anyway? Because college football
2: countdown to Connecticut's
0: one ninety one. Yes, one hundred ninety one days away. Do the math. Divide one ninety one by seven. That's like what? Mm, nope. No, I'm not going there. <laughs>
1: it's just one ninety one, baby.
0: That's like twenty something weeks. Sweet. Remember how BYU cross-country coach Ed Isom got a shout-out from David Letterman a little while ago? Yes. That was awesome. That was awesome. Now it's time for BYU to get some love from the newest late-night host and our collective favorite here on BYU Sports Nation, Jimmy Fallon. Yes! Jimmy Fallon took the stage last night in place of Jay Leno. On The Tonight Show. And I haven't watched it because I'm an old man. I haven't either. I have to wake up early now. I was looking for it at 2.30 a.m. this
1: morning when my... Eight-month-old, was wide awake, and I couldn't find it. So I watched the best of Jimmy Fallon this morning. It wasn't, on your, was it wasn't on your DVR? Xfinity, come on, man. Boo. Guys, let's go.
0: Good news, there's another free way to listen to BYU Sports Nation and BYU Radio. I was unaware of this, even though I had this app yesterday. Okay, let's
1: say let's say you have an iPhone or, or an iPad. You can download the BYU Radio app. There's an iOS app for you. Let's say you have an Android or another phone. Oh, snap! You use what's called Tune In. Tune in is the name of the app, and then you can look up BYU Radio, and boom goes the dynamite. You can listen to BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Passes it to the man, and, and boom, boom goes, goes the dynamite. dynamite. Andrew Bogot. That's that's pretty sweet. That's that's like the second viral video on YouTube that I remember. The first was Lazy Sunday, the digital short.
0: <laughs> Join our streamlined conversation by using the hashtag BYUS. Send that hashtag. Gives BYU fans a 24-7 avenue to link up across the nation. Have your say, whenever, wherever. And today's Twitter question, already inciting some intriguing discussion.
1: So LeBron James spoke with Steve uh, Steve Smith of NBA TV and talked about the Mount Rushmore of all-time NBA players, right? So we're twisting that to BYU. Who would be on your BYU Mount Rushmore of basketball? BYU hoops, Mount Rushmore, four guys. Who you got? Weigh in using hashtag BYUSN. We'll tell you later who we had. I have, I have to mention this before we move on. Jennifer Hampson was not the WCC Basketball Player of the Week. We mentioned this yesterday. This just came out literally Terrible. seven minutes ago. She's the NCAA Women's Basketball Player of the Week. (laughs) She did not even get it in her own conference. 23.5 points per game in the two wins. 10.5 boards, 3.5 blocks, 61% field goal shooting, and you beat 20th ranked Gonzaga, their third or
0: fourth loss of the season. She was not nominated. How in the world did that happen? She was not nominated in the West Coast Conference. There must be a rule that you can't win three weeks in a row or something. something, It has to be. Something. I mean, is, is it the Steve Nash NBA MVP rule? I didn't think he
1: deserved all of those MVPs. Whatever. Great piece
0: on SportsCenter on him last night. Steve Nash is unbelievable. He was unbelievable for that team. He was he was so important for that team.
1: Can we just call it most outstanding player, not MVP? Who's the best player? Not most valuable. That's so debatable. Well, let's debate. That's another topic. BYU for another Sports Day.
0: Nation airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM channel 143, BYU Radio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, as Jerem just explained, the TuneIn app, and oh, yeah. Dish Network channel 980. Our show on demand at BYU Radio.org or listen to the rebroadcast weekdays at 7 Eastern. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending?
2: What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation?
0: Topic 1. BYU Bracketology, the RPI today finds the Cougars at number 38. Mm. That is great news. They are a top 40 RPI team with an 18 and 10 record. Strength of schedule still very strong at 32. They're two and five against the RPI top 50, and you say, okay, that's that's not that great. But they are six and six against the RPI top 100, and two wins against St. Mary's and two wins against San Francisco. Help out a lot right there. The thing that's hurting the Cougars more than anything is their two losses versus teams in the RPI between 150 and 200. Portland at 162, LMU at 164. All of that considered, BYU is still being discussed as a bubble team. Yes, with losses to Pacific and Portland and LMU and Pepperdine. Yeah, they're still being discussed because of the wins that they have and who they went out and played. The NCAA has said, we will reward you if you will go out and challenge yourself. The committee has said that year after year. Go and challenge yourselves. We will reward the strength of schedule. The Cougars are 18 and 10. They have Gonzaga on Thursday, another opportunity to make it an even more intriguing discussion. BYU assistant coach Tim McComb joined the show yesterday, and he said he thinks BYU is a tournament team, but certainly they have some things to take care of. I think we are, um, but we've got to go out and still finish business in order to be there. Okay. So where does that business begin? Thursday. Gonzaga. BYU's schedule is backloaded. It works out very well for them if they want to get noticed in a in a society that has always been centered on what have you done for world. me lately they have an opportunity to show okay well will we beat st mary's and gonzaga back to back that's what we've done for you lately so put us in the NCAA tournament
1: and if i'm not mistaken the first game with uh st mary's or gonzaga took or gonzaga took what nine games or something into league yeah and so it in the back in the back half, BYU's played some of its strongest games. You're right. And BYU's fared well against the stronger teams. That's what's weird. So if you look at uh, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, San Francisco, what's BYU's record against them? 4-1. and 4-1. and one. And it could be 5-1 if BYU wins Thursday in the what's become the biggest game of the year at the Marriott Center. Iowa State may have been the best team that BYU will play in the Marriott Center. But Gonzaga is the biggest game. It's going to be a 20K Thursday. There's going to be a packed house. Uh, it got bumped up to 9 uh, local time, 9 mountain time, 11 Eastern on ESPN2 due to a storm in North Carolina. Duke, North Carolina rescheduled, so BYU's on the deuce, ESPN2. It's a huge game. And BYU, like you said, BYU can improve its stock. Whether BYU gets in at large or not, it's a big game for seeding and momentum into the
0: WCC tournament. I'm starting to see why Joe Lunardi includes BYU, because how do you say no? to a team that's 18-10 and 10 with wins over Stanford, Texas, St. Mary's twice, and potentially Gonzaga with an RPI of 38. Well, the, you're, You could be more forgiving of that team. You just can. You're running out
1: of forgiving qualities, I guess. And when we look at, okay, so this morning we looked at seven different brackets. Yes. What people are saying about BYU, uh, brackets that we think are credible. So let's run through these and see what they say and, and what comes
0: out of it. Joe Lenardi, BYU's out. He has them as of today as the first team out, which I'm still confused about because he said they were in with a win against St. Mary's. But, but, but whatever game, games were played Sunday, They're, games were yeah, played Exactly. He, yeah. he updates it every day.
1: Yahoo, BYU is an 11th seed.
0: In, in as an 11th. Are they? It, a, is it a, is it a play-in game?
1: Uh, no, pl- no. I don't. Wow. Think, I don't think so. Wow. Jerry Palm. Out. Not even, not even first four out, first five out kind of deal. Not even being discussed, really. USA Today, Today.com. Out. Not first five. Just others considered. Uh, Fox Sports. twelve seed. In. In. Bustingthebracket.com. Jeff Borzello, He says out. BYU's the fourth team out. And then Bracket Matrix, which tries to combine a bunch of brackets together. They say BYU's out and that they're the fourth team out. So BYU has some work to do. Is there enough real estate and quality games for BYU to get itself in? It sort of looks like it. But BYU, no matter, let's
0: say BYU runs the table. It's still going to be a nervous wreck on Selection Sunday. BYU and Gonzaga on Thursday, because it's in the national spotlight, and Gonzaga is 22 in the RPI, can only do wonders for the Cougars at large chances. it will, yeah, They are, it will help they a are ton. fortunate because of where this game is being played, Provo, where it's being played on ESPN2 and when it's being played very late in the West Coast Conference season it comes after bad losses so BYU can get momentum they can they can change some opinions because of the what have you done for me lately mentality they can do that that they're they're fortunate to have the schedule line out this way
1: so what are BYU's chances a percentage of making the tournament here's the stat of the day
2: it's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day.
1: Heck yes, it is. This one provided by TeamRankings.com. I love this. I love this website. It says the BYU has a 64% chance to make the tournament. Okay. 24% automatic bid, 40% at large. It takes hard data and tries to give, spit out a number, and that's the number that it spits out. BYU's most likely seed. This makes total sense. 12
0: seed. 17%. Are you okay with an 11 or a 12 seed? Listen... I love okay. them both.
1: Just get in. I do yep. not care how. I don't care if, and it doesn't happen, if BYU was a 16. I don't care. Like, it be, the lowest BYU can be is a 12.
0: They were a 14 seed a couple of or, years sorry, ago. Sorry, 14. Yeah, yeah. They won a game. It was awesome.
1: Beat Iona, you get into the tournament. Made history beating Iona. Just get in. Listen, the, maybe we have this debate later on in the year, but the the whole, would you rather win the NIT or lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament? I would rather go to the NCAA tournament yep. and then see what happens. Yes. Because your season is defined by whether you go to the tourney. And it's expanded. More teams get in than ever before. So if you don't get in, and you're a program like BYU, th- there's a higher standard. But BYU feels like... The- Tim Lacombe was in the studio yesterday said he feels like BYU is an NCAA tournament team right now. They've got some work to do.
0: Yeah, we all agree on that. <laughs> Topic two. Nate Austin is BYU's Dennis Rodman. Huh?
3: Collinsworth swooping in, oh, Austin and
2: a follow. Eight to six brings the Marion Center to life.
0: He's done that a few times this year. Dave McCann on the call on the BYU roar. TV
1: oh! at Rexworth Rex. I just yep. the T Rex coming down the lane, throwing it down.
2: Roar.
0: Roar. Meaning he's made, he's made meaning, like meaningful S- plays. meaning Lilo and Stitch. He, he has brought the Marriott Center crowd to their feet multiple times this year. The San Francisco game, he takes the charge and then goes down and gets the rebound, put back, dunk. Huge, huge momentum swing in that last home game for BYU. And then, what, of course, what he did against St. Mary's. Now, we bring up Dennis Rodman into the conversation. And you say, uh, okay, there, there couldn't be two more opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to basketball players, how they view life. Standards.
1: I don't know where Rodman went on his mission. Austin went on
0: one. <laughs> Dennis Rodman and Nate Austin. However, Tim Lacombe joined us yesterday, BYU assistant coach, and kind of brought it all in together. Nate Austin, being a guy who has just absolutely sold out on his role on this team, and that's to become you know the the Dennis Rodman of our group without the boa feathers. <laughs> What did Dennis Rodman do <laughs> that was so great? Well, let's let's look at it. He was relentless, Rebound. first of all. He was a great rebounder. He was the NBA Defensive Player of the Year. He was a great player. I think the
1: comparison is in rebounding only. Uh, Austin's been a better defender, obviously. He's not... I don't think he's an elite defender, but I think he's been solid, uh, the back half of WCC play. But his rebounding ability is amazing. 27 boards the last two games, second in the WCC at 8.5 boards per game. At the beginning of the season, I'm not sure what we were expecting to get out of Nate Austin. Some boards, some jumpers, maybe a couple buckets,
0: putbacks, I don't know. But he's turned into a really good rebounder. Well, the thing is, is Tim Lacombe talked about his role. He's, he's embraced his role. And he said he got emotional. When he was talking to Nate's parents after the win at St. Mary's, like he said, I, I had a hard time not not getting emotional because of how much he has bought into the program and what he what we want him to do, and that's Nate's attitude. Just let me play. I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do. If you're a coach, man, I'll go where you want exactly. me to go. I'll
1: rebound where you want me to <laughs> you rebound. You love that.
0: You love that. He is he is nonstop. Go 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 and. uh you know that you're going to get 110% from Nate Austin every time he gets on the floor. That, that is 117%.
1: Something, that's
0: something you can't teach. Some kids just don't put in the effort. Some guys just don't work hard. They don't. They, they might be better, more talented. But they don't work hard. Nate Austin works hard all of the time.
1: Yeah, BYU's needed a good rebounder too because this year BYU does not have depth in the post. And so you need those post guys to play well. Mika at times has been the scorer. He's been the shot blocker. Nate Austin's the rebounder. Worthington's the foul guy. Uh, the Re- Bronson replacement. Bronson Kafusi, by the way, coming up in just a couple of min- minutes on BYU Sports Nation. So these posts have done a nice job because next year you lose Mika, but you add Jamal eights You add Isaac Nielsen. You have a little more depth to where, okay, Nate, you don't
0: have to do as much if you don't need to. But this year he's done a tremendous job in that role. Nate Austin, certainly an integral part of BYU basketball team and their recent success. Is he Dennis Rodman? No, but to be compared to the guy and how he rebounds, solid. Topic three. The Mount Rushmore of BYU basketball. Who gets dynamited and chiseled into a mountain? Danny Ainge is most certainly in that discussion.
2: Notre Dame's defense slides down to the opposite end of the floor, and there are eight seconds to go. Ainge against...
0: Somewhere Digger Phelps cringes again. Certainly Jiji jimmer Fredette makes the cut.
2: Two Wildcats near Jimmer. This is from downtown. NBA my, oh my. Double team. He just backed up, said he need a double team in at half court. I'm
0: shooting anyway. And don't forget Kreshmir Choshich, Idaho State football coach Mike Kramer brought up Chosich as his favorite BYU player.
2: He could do it all. He could bring it up the court. He could defend. He could rebound. He could shoot. And he was great from about 10 to 15 feet. So just a great player.
0: Our Twitter question today is, who is on your Mount Rushmore of BYU basketball? Our first tweet coming from at David Roberts 20 He says, Mount Rushmore of BYU, Ainge, Jimmer, Chosich, all three of those guys we just explained, and Tyler Haas. Mm. Jeremy and I will tell you what we think coming up on BYU Sports Nation. We'll also get to more of your tweets. We're joined by Bronson Cafusi, next, the lineman, now linebacker, in studio.
2: Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Arias under heavy pressure picked off. There's that defensive touchdown. Bronson Cafusi, and it is 34 to three.
0: Bronson Cafusi joins us in just a minute. Great player, showing an ability to move positions. We'll do it live. BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan in studio, too, at BYU Broadcasting. Follow our show on Twitter, at BYU Sports Nation. You can also follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. If you missed last night's True Blue, which
1: you probably didn't, of course you watched it, but if you did, no worries, it's online. Go to BYUtv.org slash True Blue to watch the show. Bronson Kafusi was in studio. He'll join us in just a moment. A behind-the-scenes look of a BYU TV broadcast. BYU has a hockey team, yep. And Blaine Fowler previews the big matchup with Gonzaga. It's on byutv.org slash
0: true blue. What you really mean is if you want to watch it again. Again. You watched the last like night. If you'd like to watch it again, you can watch it online now <laughs> to see what you missed. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of BYU basketball? And the reason we're having that discussion is because LeBron James brought up the NBA Mount Rushmore. Who would make your NBA Mount Rushmore? That's another discussion. Oof. Yeah, yeah,
1: not right now. <laughs>
0: Let's not do that now. Like I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around BYU, let alone the NBA. Okay, uh, certainly the first guest that we have today, Bronson Cafusi, uh, might make it after that hit on Kelly Olynyk of Gonzaga last year, uh, at least in the immediate past. But we welcome Bronson into BYU Sports Station, his debut of the show, and one of the newest BYU linebackers. Bronson, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Oh, thanks. Good beer. You ready to roll, man? Oh yeah. Okay. My first question has nothing to do with football. It's all about basketball because BYU plays Gonzaga this week. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna come out of nowhere? Or are they gonna call an audible and give you a jersey to go and bang <laughs> around with the Gonzaga Bulldogs?
1: <laughs> that would be fun.
3: <laughs>
1: they don't have Kelly Olynyk, so I, I think that it's gonna be okay. Did you have any fallout from? Last year, you know, playing hoops and Olenek in that game, and uh, BYU fans remember that fondly.
3: <laughs> oh, that was just—I guess it was just a play, you know. Uh, it was a physical game the whole game, so but I had fun doing it. So one of your teammates, I, I
0: believe it was Brandon Ogletree. I, I don't know if it was said, "Look, Bronson's a hammer, and when he sees an L, he only knows how to do one thing." <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love that. Okay, so so no basketball for you this year. Uh, you're going to focus on football. Now you're switching positions. How, how do you feel about the switch to linebacker?
3: I'm, I'm really excited for it. I mean, I feel like it meets more of my strengths in this 3-4 defense, um, being able to play play on the edge, and it's been good. I mean, I've dropped some weight so I can play it as well, so I'm excited. What's your height and weight right now? <laughs> I'm 6'7 and 265. 6'7, 265, linebacker. linebacker.
1: Are you the t- I think you're the tallest linebacker in America. Probably, probably. <laughs> what, uh, whose decision was it to switch you to linebacker?
3: Uh, the coaches, yeah, just came down to the coaches. Is this something that you wanted as well? Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm willing to play wherever, and um, the coaches felt like with the guys we have, um, I it would it would suit our defense, and I'd be able to help out help out there. Now I know that you just you want
1: to get on the field and you want to make plays
3: wherever that's at,
1: and that sounds like it's linebacker right now. How much of, uh, I guess, the guys coming back from missions
3: or freshmen that were signed had an influence on this decision? Uh, I'm really not too sure. I, d- I don't really know too much about um, everyone coming off their missions. and um, I, I know some of the guys who are coming as, as freshmen. Um, but I, th- I think you know, moving, to, moving to linebacker just helps our defense. You know, gets gets the 11 best athletes on the field. Do you know which outside linebacker you'll play? I'll play the Will.
1: Okay, so Kyle Van Noy was in that spot. Now Bronson. Now Bronson Kafusi. Do, do you feel positive pressure to, okay, there's kind of a legacy at this position and hopefully I can make some plays?
3: Yeah, I I, I feel like there's definitely, you know, some pressure uh, because linebacker at BYU, you know, is uh, you know, a big-time, big-time role. You know, you have guys like Kyle and guys like Brian Kill, those guys and the guys. Um, and so I, I know I just have to really just do my job just like they did. I mean, they did their job and they made the plays, so... I feel like I can do the same.
0: Bronson Kafusi on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Okay, it's always a tough decision when you have to decide between two sports. You're capable at both. Uh, football uh, is obviously your specialty now that you've gone with that. How difficult was it to say no to basketball? <laughs>
3: It was pretty difficult. Uh, I mean, I I love, I, I love basketball and I love football. And um, growing up, I've always done that, you know, jump from one to the other. And so coming down to it, I, you know, I was really excited to um, play basketball again. But uh, after a lot of thought and talking with uh, the coaches, it just just felt like, you know, football is where I need to be. I needed to be there in the weight room with the guys earning, earning their respect. Does you, your does your body thank you as well for,
0: for not doing both?
3: <laughs> I I I really think so. <laughs> how did that uh,
1: how, how did that change this offseason versus last offseason? Where basketball, you it's a certain type of regiment physically versus this year you can just focus on football.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I think it's been I think there's a huge difference um, being able to be in the weight room and do those uh, lifts that are focused on football and as well do the type of speed and power workouts that are. You know, made just for football. It just you know makes me makes me better at those at those certain spots, and so um, I feel like I've had huge jumps in you know speed and power just for football.
0: Spring football starts in a couple of weeks. What do you feel like is the number one priority
3: for this team as you approach spring practice? Um, I feel like the number one priority is you know finding out who we are and who's in. Um, spring football is built to be tough, built to be hard. Um, and we want to see which players are which players are in. If you're in, then you're going to stick through it all. As a defensive line, when you had a pick six where there was kind of a
1: zone blitz, Van Noy pressured the quarterback, you caught the ball against Idaho State and ran in for a pick six. <laughs> that was kind of a preview, I guess, of your linebacking, uh, which you'll we'll have to do this year where you're going to have to get in pass coverage. How do you feel you'll do in pass coverage since you've been a defensive lineman for two seasons?
3: <laughs> um, it's, it's different because as a defensive lineman, you maybe drop maybe once or twice within our scheme. And then you take it in for a touchdown. Right? then you take it in for a touch. Yeah. That's the plan. But uh, I, think, I think it's going to be good. I mean, uh, covering space is always hard, but um, it's something that you can, you can pick up pretty, pretty easily, I feel like, you know, being able to drop back.
0: Let's reminisce on some of your defensive line memories from last year. Do you have or last season? Do you have a do you have a favorite play that you made on the defensive line?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I liked. I think my favorite play was when I batted the ball down against uh, Utah State. That okay. was fun. Okay. Backwards. Yeah.
1: Backwards. Yeah. That, backwards. <laughs> yeah, that so was did,
3: fun. So you had a sense that the ball was coming.
1: Yeah. And you jumped up and hoped you'd get it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Where did it hit? did it hit you on the uh, forearm? I'm trying to remember. It hit me on the back of my hand. The back of your hand. Yeah. Nicely done. So if you had turned your hand, maybe you catch it? Yeah, maybe. The little cone of the football. <laughs> Suck it
0: in there. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Like you have eyes in the back of your head clearly. Okay, now now you're more of a playmaker on defense. You go from a guy that's eating up blocks and taking on two offensive linemen at times to to now you get to sack the quarterback. How excited are you to be the playmaker? <laughs>
3: Oh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited just to be in the position to um, make plays, and um, yeah, I mean, the defense is made where you stretch the ball out to the sideline, and you have linebackers and safeties there and corners, and so I'm excited to be that guy just to do my job, really. Has Kyle given you any tips? <laughs> oh, Kyle, he's, he, he knows his stuff, and <laughs> just through his example is, is, has been the biggest tip. Lebronson
1: Kafusi is on BYU Sports Nation. Was LeBronson the main nickname that you got out of out of basketball, and do you have another one that you like to be known as?
3: <laughs> Lots of people call me that now <laughs> from basketball, LeBronson. Um, I'm trying to think of some other names that people people have sent me or called me or tagged me in. Uh, I don't know. Some people call me the Hulk on the court. Some people call me <laughs> I don't know. Tell Hulk you right smash. now.
0: Gonzaga fans are very, very happy that you are not playing on th- in Thursday's game. Whatever your nickname is, we need to use that as your new Twitter handle. You're not Agree? on, Twitter. How, not on get, Twitter.
1: how do we get you on Twitter? Hashtag
0: get Bronson on Twitter.
1: <laughs> he doesn't even know what that means.
3: Yeah, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> now
1: yeah. you married uh you married Hillary Smith, who was a is a goalkeeper on the women's soccer team. Uh huh. What does that mean to you to, uh, I guess, changes the game now that you're married, but you have your wife's also
3: an athlete at BYU? Uh-huh.
0: How's that? How's managing that?
3: Oh, it's great because, uh, you know, she does her thing. She has workouts. She has practice. I have workouts. I have practice. Um, the bonus of being married is you get to go to bed early. You know, some guys have to stay up late, but I get to go to bed early and she makes great food too. So Wow. There you go. And okay. she's, t-
1: she's tall too. How tall is she? She's six feet. She's six feet. You're six, seven. Yeah. So the kids at least six foot each. Is that what you're thinking? Taller Hopefully the range? girls, at least six feet. Yeah, <laughs> boys six five plus. Yeah,
3: that's what we hope for. Do you want the boys to play football or basketball or other? Or other, hey, or whatever curling. they want, whatever they want, whatever they want to do, we'll see. <laughs> Bronson Guffozzi's
0: on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, Bronson, Jeremy, and I have been covering you for a long time since you were a freshman at Timview High School. Now you approach your junior season at BYU. The football schedule. Although it hasn't been released officially, we have a good idea of what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the 2014 football schedule? At least the things that you know.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm excited for it. I mean, we got some good games. Um, we have some some good away games. We start away. I'm I'm pretty sure. And um, oh, we've
1: been counting it down every day. Countdown to Connecticut.
3: Countdown to Connecticut. 192. Uh, 191. <laughs> one and one and,
0: that's right. One ninety
3: one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's coming. We know up. <laughs> it's sooner than we know it. So. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be good. Uh, Winning those away games is going to be huge and winning every game at home.
1: Is is Taysom
0: Hill public enemy number one in Austin? (laughs) I'm not too sure. (laughs) I don't know too much. I would imagine every newspaper article for like three weeks leading up to that game will feature Taysom Taysom Hill Hill and the the
1: number 259. (laughs) I want to go back to some of your high school days that we were fortunate to cover. Those were fun because you're at Tempview, Michael Elisa's at Tempview, Craig Bills, uh, Chris Badger, and then at Provo you have the basketball guys. You yeah. had some epic basketball games against Collinsworth brothers, Brandon Davies, Brandon Davies and yep. the Collinsworth brothers. Uh-huh. What was that like? And now you've been teammates with a
3: couple of those. Guys. <laughs> it's for us. I mean, we've always been good friends because we play on the same AAU teams, traveling. Um, but you know, during the game, for us fans would be very intense. But during the game, I mean, we're just. I'd be trying to be focused, and then you got guys, guys like Brandon, who are tickling me because I know I'm ticklish on the court. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: what?
1: <So laughs> what in the world? Yeah,
3: and Kyle's making jokes on the court, and so I was a bit more intense. But they were, they were always, you know, just we were just buddies on the court. <laughs> I remember one one game at Timfew that we did where someone,
1: some Provo fan, brought in a <sighs> a, a chicken, <laughs> what? killed a chicken, and threw it on the court. Yeah, right Do you remember that. Yes. Right at you. Right at me. <laughs> like what? they what? took five minutes to clean it up. Killed and our
3: momentum. Get it off. Killed our momentum. It killed the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it killed the chicken too. Yeah. Uh, so, so, some oh, epic man. battles.
0: Bronzagavuzzi on BYU Sports Nation. Some of your buddies are are switching positions too. We brought up Michael. At least you played with him at Tim Few. He's going from running back to linebacker. Uh, what's the feeling in the locker room from uh, your guys that are that are switching position as well?
3: Mm-hmm. I feel like um, guys who are switching positions. I mean, there's just excitement. I mean, it's something new, and then the positions that they're being switched to you are things that they love. And so when you got something you know new and exciting as well as something you love, I mean, you're only going to progress, and you're going to give it your all, and that's all the coaches ask for. Well, Bronson, you've been a hot topic of conversation with a lot of BOE
1: basketball fans, despite not playing this year. They miss your musk, and they <laughs> wish you good luck, as we do,
0: in the upcoming football season. Have fun in spring practice. All right, thank you. Jerem had to go to the must comment. Bronson Cafusi on BYU Sports Nation. Our Twitter question today is who is on your Mount Rushmore of BYU basketball? Let's get some responses. Tweet, tweet. At Noah M. Cook. He says Jimmer, Ainge, Hawes, and Michael Smith. Okay. Nice. I don't I don't mind it. All four of those are great players.
1: We're going to tell you ours in the next segment. Yes. I like those. Those are good. Haas, right now? I don't know right now. He has a shot later, but not, not right now. At BYU Sports Junkie, in my opinion. Jimmer, Nuff said. Uh, j- just <laughs> just one
0: giant Jimmer head. <laughs> <laughs> we had someone tweet in a picture that had four different faces of Jimmer. Jimmer stare down, Jimmer yell. It was
1: at Reed Crosby. He said, one, shoot the J-immer. Two yes. screaming Jimmer, three happy Jimmer, four stare down Jimmer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's well played. At MJ Mill, Jimmer, Ainge, Chosic, and Michael Smith. I think that one we're seeing a common theme develop between Jimmer and Ainge. Obviously, Chosic I've seen quite a bit, but Michael Smith I've seen twice out of the last few tweets. That's uh, it's, you know that that last spot's kind of it's the big debate. The LA Clippers analyst, Michael Smith, and that's why he's on Mount Rushmore. No. Nope. No. That's, nope. Has nothing to do with it. His NBA career helps. That's the interesting
1: thing here is that if you have a good NBA career, that kind of makes your whole like that raises the water of your like you're the ship on the water and it raises everything. Yeah. How are right? we
0: quantifying like, that? Is it like, just at BYU?
1: I no no. I think we just say who's on it. Okay. Like Steve Young is the BYU quarterback when you look at his whole career, but Ty Detmer was the BYU quarterback. Was at the college, greatest right quarterback. Because he won the Heisman, but he stood on the shoulders of the other. It's an interesting conversation. Jim McMahon set the most records, You know, stuff like that.
0: Up next, get your hashtags ready. We assign hashtags to BYU Sports storylines of awesomeness. Keep it there. We'll be back with more
2: BYU Sports Nation right after this.
3: This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Nate Austin, with BYU Cougars,
0: take on Gonzaga on Thursday, 9 p.m. tip. You can watch the game live on ESPN2. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. You can listen to that game live on BYU Radio with Greg Rebell. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan still hanging out. We're getting amped. We're getting amped because one of our favorite segments approaches. Oh
1: yeah, but first, starting March 6th, BYU Sports Nation will be simulcast, say what? Live on BYU TV and BYU Radio from the WCC Basketball Tournament
0: in Las Vegas. Noon Eastern, March 6th. Don't miss it. Recapping some of our top stories and headlines today. The NFL Scouting Combine will take place later this week. Five different BYU players involved in that craziness in Indianapolis. It deals with an array of interviews. uh, a a stock show is that was that what you call it a a cattle stock show? Brian Keel <laughs> made that comparison, and I thought, man, that does not sound fun. And then, of course, different drills that they they participate in. BYU in the Sweet Sixteen of the NCAA Sixth Fan Competition, they are taking on Western Carolina head to head for a chance to win one hundred thousand dollars for the marketing department. How do you how do you vote?
1: NCA.com, They have a. Uh have a contest going. You can you can tweet hashtag uh, sixth, BYU sixth so fan. So if you send out any right? tweet that just says BYU sixth and man? hashtag
0: sixth fan. Sixth or it,
1: fan. Or is it sixth man? It's sixth fan. Sixth fan. Yes. Yes. Six-T-H-Fan. Make sure to put BYU in there.
0: 191 days until BYU football takes on Connecticut, and they will have a new member of the football staff, a new video coordinator.
1: That's right. Uh, this came out uh, during the show. Dwayne Busby, football operations, mentioned that Errol Seaver, the new football video coordinator, they added technology in there too.
0: I hope Errol is ready for 191 days from today.
1: I know he has a goatee in his uh, his headshot. It's gonna they have said, to go. oh, that's going to have to go. Gonna, I'm sorry, you cannot take a test go. in the testing center with that goatee <laughs> or play intramurals. He was out at South Alabama, Jacksonville State. prior to that. So. New to the new to the program. He's the guy that kind of internally makes sure they have all the film that they need to review stuff. He'll help with some external videos as well, some of the stuff that you might see in the stadium, in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Not not a ton. We work with that person. So a new video coordinator for BYU football, Errol Seaver from Alabama. BYU, South Alabama. It's BYU, big difference. Bre- yeah,
0: oh, absolutely. <laughs> right now everyone's like, what? Yeah! Alabama! We got Martson. No. We got
1: Seaver. We got Saban. <laughs> Western Carolina, by the way. Do you know their
0: mascot? I just looked it up. Uh, Panthers. The Catamounts. The Catamounts. The Catamounts? The Catamounts. You said it was the Pirates, but that's East Carolina. That's Eastern.
1: Or it's it's East, East East Carolina. 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 here yeah, that's ECU. I don't know anything about... My dad's from Western Carolina. I should know these things. Asheville, North Carolina.
0: He would be disappointed in you, Jeremy, that you did not know Catamounts. He is disappointed in me. <laughs> BYU basketball and bracketology discussed at the top of the show. Uh, we plugged all of the top brackets together, and kind of figured out where the Cougars have a chance to get into the tournament. The bracket matrix has them with a 64% chance to make the NCAA tournament. Most likely seed would be a 12 seed, which I am if, just fine with. Yeah, if they, if they get in, 64% chance,
1: uh, they'd get a 12, is what is being...
0: TeamRankings.com, that's what they say. I want to know if BYU beats Gonzaga on Thursday, what the chances then become. So let's mark down 64% today and then go back and visit that again when they beat Gonzaga on Friday when we're discussing this. 64 seems high. It seems really high. 24% auto bid, 40% at They're looking at mathematical things. That's what they're doing. So whether you think it's math. high or not, it's math. As Jack Black once said, Mr. Schneebly, math is a wonderful thing. And on that note, we bring in one of our favorite segments that we do on this show. We call it Hashtag This. BYU Sports Nation says Hashtag This. Okay, we whip out a couple of... not a couple. How about five or six one-liners that deal with pop culture, mostly around BYU sports, and we offer up our best hashtags because we love Twitter. Let's get it rolling. Number one. Nate Austin is BYU's Dennis Rodman. Hashtag, he looks better in a wedding dress. That is Nate Austin. <laughs> 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 also, hashtag, ah! After he <laughs> dunks. Nate Austin has been a man on the boards. He is the second leading rebounder in the West Coast Conference, and he single-handedly has kept BYU involved in games late in the West Coast Conference play of the second half of the season. He, he, I, I want to give him credit for winning the St. Mary's game. Credit given. Okay. Hashtag
1: get some hair dye. Nate Austin, much better looking than Dennis Rodman. More of the Pistons' Dennis Rodman than the uh, Bulls' Dennis Rodman. A Hall of Famer, by the way, Dennis Rodman.
0: Number two. Bronson Kafusi. Hashtag he's tall. Hashtag I never want to see him if I'm a quarterback. 6'7", 265, coming around the edge. I can't wait to see what that BYU defense can do with Alani Fua and Bronson Cafusi on the edges. Really excited about the changes that are happening with Cougar football.
1: Hashtag give that man a basketball jersey. BYU fans miss him. I get asked all the time about LeBronson. He had a post presence. Luke Worthington's filling that role with a little bit better hair.
0: Hashtag this number three.
2: Jen Hampson gets NCAA player of the
0: week. Hashtag the whiff. By the West Coast Conference. (laughs) What the heck, man? Just because she's won two times in a row doesn't mean she can't win a third time. You you feel bad? Is this Junior Jazz? No! This is Division I college hoops! Give her the West Coast Conference Player of the Week again. They just beat Gonzaga and she's the reason why.
1: Hashtag what the beep? She doesn't (laughs) even get the Conference Player of the Week, but she gets national? Come on. If there is a rule, get rid of it. That's like the old we've seen a couple tweets like this. The Mountain West Conference used to not give Uh, The player of the week to Jimmer, they'd do a code just because they felt bad and Jimmer was dominating. The best player should get the award that week.
0: We play to win the game. Hashtag this, number four. BYU's at-large chances. Hashtag just beat Gonzaga. If they do that, it only gets better. Beat the Zags, you get respect. Already at 38 in the RPI. It's only going to go higher when you beat the number 22 RPI team and you get another quality win on the resume.
1: Hashtag sailed away into the Pacific. See what I did there? Pacific. Oh. Hashtag Spencer Linton's pipe dream. Hashtag please happen.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> number five hashtag this Eric Mika's choke sign. Hashtag he's 18 years old. Hashtag give him a break. Hashtag I have no problem with it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Hashtag
1: not the worst thing in the world, but unsportsmanlike conduct and a 15-yard penalty. <laughs> you can't do that, dude. You can't do it. Just that it's you can't do it. He's
0: 18. Although
1: Rand- Randy Bennett said the following words in the post game, which validated it: "We choked."
2: Boom. Yep. yep. Number six. Hashtag this. The freshman connection renting puppies. <laughs>
0: Hashtag, it's all about getting ladies and cool Instagram photos. Eric Mika, Luke Worthington, and Frank Bartley apparently rented puppies. We tweeted out a picture of it yesterday. It really happened. Hashtag personality strikes again.
1: First it's the music videos, now it's the puppies. BYU's personality is really fun. Some don't like it, some love it. Ferocious on the court, gentle off it. hashtag Sign me up. hashtag The cure to seasonal depression.
0: hashtag Who rents puppies? By the way,
1: I learned yesterday. So, so one of the production assistants here said, "Yeah, you can rent them for ten or fifteen bucks an hour."
2: What?
1: And then someone said, "Wait a minute, that's I, I don't like that." You know, if it was to get a girl, puppies?
0: if it was to get a girl,
1: fine, totally okay with it. Hey, a, a date is sometimes more expensive than that. You go to you go to eat, you go to a movie or something and set, you just rent a puppy, maybe watch the Olympics. That's
0: pretty good. Hashtag doing it for the ladies. Let's go back to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of BYU basketball? At TashaLynn19. She says, we need five faces for a team. Okay, throwing an audible in there. I'm all right with that. Let's put Jimmer, Tyler Hawes, Danny Ainge, Brandon Davies, and Jackson Emery on Y Mountain. Heck yes. I'd hike that. <laughs> okay. At Laser Sheep, Rafael Araújo's arms are holding everything together. <laughs> yes. Danny Ainge is the smiling one, Jimmer is the screaming face, and Dave Rose. We already had one from Matt Reed Crosby, but I'm going to go back again because he says Danny Ainge, Roland Minson, Devin Durant, and Jimmer Fredette. Roland Minson. Okay. Going way back with way the 51 back. NIT team. Who do you have on your Mount Rushmore, Spencer Linton? I thought you'd never ask, Jerem. You were waiting? No. Oh, okay. I have Jimmer Fredette, Danny Ainge, Kreshmir Chosic, and Stan Watts. Mm. Now, not everyone knows who Stan Watts is. Legendary basketball coach at BYU, all-time winningest coach at BYU. 352 wins, something like that. The guy is synonymous with BYU basketball greatness. And we didn't, we didn't limit it to just players. We just said, who's on the Mount Rushmore? Right. So some of you might want to put Dave Rose on there. Uh, I had a number of honorable mentions, but I think Stan Watts, because of the legacy that he built at BYU, and so that's going back to your discussion of, well, BYU is great because of what the early guys did. Stan Watts is one of those guys that got it done. We'll discuss Jerem's Mount Rushmore in just a minute. Who does he have in his top four? Place your bets right now. Actually, don't do that. Uh, also, if Jennifer Hampson was robbed of her third straight West Coast Conference Player of the Week, which BYU athlete was recognized as Player of the Week? Rise and shout, Cougar fans! This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you, Taysom. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. You know what time it is, bro? Ten fifty-one. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Volleyball after wins over Pacific and number eight Stanford
1: last week. BYU jumps two spots in the ABCA poll from number four to number two. BYU doesn't play this week, but has huge matches next week with USC and Pepperdine both on BYU TV.
0: Softball. Katie Manuma is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Somehow Jennifer Hampson isn't. Manuma hit 470 in basketball anyway. Hit 470 on the week, including a home run. Eight RBI, three doubles, six runs, two walks, and a stolen base in BYU's five games last week. Baseball:
1: BYU lost 10-1 to Kansas yesterday. The Cougars were swept in the four-game series to open the season. BYU plays in the Clayburg Bank, what, College Classic in Corpus Christi,
0: Texas, starting Thursday. Golf. The women in fifth place after day one of the Jim West Challenge at the Bandit in New Braunfels, Texas. Alex White leading the Cougar golfers at eight over par in eighth place, seven strokes behind the leader.
1: Women's Basketball. Jennifer Hampson, one of the most dominant players in BYU basketball history, is the NCAA Women's Basketball Player of the Week, but not the WCC Player of the Week. We're not bitter. After 23.5 points per game, 10.5 rebounds per game, and 3.5 blocks per game with 61% field goal shooting, this is pretty good, in two wins last week, including a win over 20th-ranked Gonzaga. She wasn't the WCC Player of the Week, but that's okay because she's the National Player of the Week. Who needs the Conference Player of the Week? She
0: wasn't even nominated. She wasn't even nominated, so apparently she couldn't There's, be picked because there, there was no nomination.
1: Be, there has to be a, a rule because if not, that
0: is the silliest thing I've Come ever on. heard. Come on! Tomorrow, Greg Rebel, radio voice of the BYU Cougars, will join us on the show. Who gets our rise and shout today, Jeremy? Jennifer Hampson for getting a yep. national
1: award. <laughs> Domination, six foot seven. She's as tall as Bronson Kafusi.
0: That she is. Bronson Kafusi and Jennifer Hampson are the same height. Different weight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will agree with that. I've been waiting all show long for Jerem to unveil his Mount Rushmore of BYU basketball. Jim or Fredette? Danny Ainge? Krestomir Chosich? Okay, same as me, that's far.
1: Okay, Cho- and I say Chosich because he was the first great international player, according to Billy Packer. Long-time CBS College basketball analyst. One of the great minds. Yep. Was drafted multiple times in the NBA, despite not taking uh, the draft. Uh, he went back home and played uh, in Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia. Croatia represented well. Okay, so he's a basketball Hall of Famer. One of BYU's two. Sam Watts is the other. My fourth guy, Michael Smith. Third all-time in points. Fifth all-time in points per game. Eleven in 11th and threes made. He's a post player. And then... Free throw percentage, ninety two point five a senior year. Played in the NBA, represented uh, BYU on the court at that level, is still in the NBA with the Clippers. He's my number four. I'm not Rushmore. Number four is hard. There's a lot it of it different guys. Really, he's
0: wait, he's, Larson, play, he's playing. Chapman. He's playing for the Clippers. He's in the NBA with the Clippers. He
1: could play if he wanted to with the Clippers. <laughs> number four is difficult. Chapman, Larson, uh Tyler Haas will be in the mix yes. at the end. Like who do you put on that? That's tough. Do you put Sean Bradley like his one year?
0: It's hard for me to argue against the Hall of Famer Stan Watts. Yeah, like I, I mean that's a really good one. Will Dave Rose be up on there by the end? I mean, he's he he is on a ratio right now of winning three games to every one loss. He's like two. And at home, it's ninety one percent. I believe ridiculous his winning percentage. Yes. Do you remember what BYU basketball was before Dave Rose? With Steve Cleveland, they won a conference tournament They, they had, no one. They they had I remember some good had. days. But I believe they were 9-21 and the last year. Right.
1: It was time for a change. And Cleve resurrected the program from a one-win season.
0: Yes. So Steve Cleveland did a good job getting the program back to respectability. Going Rose, to the NCAA Dave Rose has taken it to the next level. Yes, Got he into has. Got the Sweet 16 with Jimmer Fredette. Got like, a National
1: Player of the yes. Year. Yes. I, I had not thought about this before until this week. Jimmer Fredette essentially won the Heisman in basketball. Yes, he did. He won the Heisman. So BYU's produced... Uh, and and Danny Ainge won the Heisman, if you will. And who recruited hoops. Jimmer? Who saw Jimmer? Dave Rose. Dave Rose. A great story, real quick. Dave Rose goes to New York, watches Jimmer Fredette play a football game his, his uh, junior year, I believe, uh, in the rain. It was a weird recruiting period where he couldn't talk to Jimmer, but he went all the way out to New York, sat there in the rain, watched Jimmer play a football game. Jimmer saw him in the stands, knew it was legit. Knew that that recruitment was serious.
0: Awesome. And now look how it paid off. Jimmer Fredette playing for the Sacramento Kings in the NBA. Uh, let's get to some more of your tweets. It's winter time. Who's on your Mount Rushmore of BYU basketball? I saw an interesting fourth one coming in, Lee Kamard. That's uh, he's not tough for. Yeah, yeah. He was he was re- he was really good, but he's not tough for. BYU uh, Mount Rushmore has Jimmer, Devin Durant, Kreshman Shoshitz, and Danny. Ainge, that's it from at Bleed Cougar Blue. Devin Durant, that's another yeah, guy.
1: De- yeah, Devin Durant, totally, totally. They could be the fourth. Yeah. Uh, you can make a strong argument for Devin Durant. At Weed Chase, Chosich Ainge, Smith Jimmer. Also Same considered Bradley, Jeff Chapman, Mel Hutchins, 51, play, uh, NBA All-Star uh, Mel Hutchins. Jersey retired last year. And then he throws in Mike Rose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Three-point specialist.
0: Dude, he hits some huge threes. That, Ginger for yeah, three. Yep. Mm-hmm. At Natron 17, Ainge, Jim or and by the time he finishes his tour, Hawes would have to be there.
1: The all-time leading scorer, does he go up there? That's I, an, you'd, ooh, have to, yeah. you'd have to say he probably yeah. does. Thanks to today's guest, Bronson Cafusi, and everyone on our crew. Producer, Ben Bagley. Senior coordinating producer, Michael Miner. Station manager, Don Chaline. Production assistants, Alan Miller. Spencer
0: King, Dave Neely, and engineer, Aaron Evans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Show links and much more episodes of the show on demand at BYUradio.org. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. you just listen to BYU Sports Nation. <laughs>